This is Latour Live with Dave Latour on News Radio WHP 580. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Latour Live. With me, as always, my co host, on air fiance, Mr. Frank Schofield. How are you, Frank? Hey, now. <laughs> And on the big board, Michael Parks. Parksy? It's a beautiful day, a holiday to do radio. You're busy these days, aren't you, Parksy? Oh, it's like radio's, Frank's, radio's tough on the holidays. Frank will tell you it's a, a five-day hell week. Michael Parks works harder than anyone else outside of myself. Was, he works harder than anyone in this building. He as, is here. As his producer, job. As a producer. Producing commercials. Producing shows. Making sure the right commercials are running on all the right stations. The many radio stations we have here. He is one of the central hubs for the East Coast for iHeartMedia that makes sure commercials run properly. And he hub. he is tireless. He's a hub. He's he a is hub. tireless of how he gets it right and gets it done. He doesn't get the thanks he deserves. And I'm telling you right now, he's awesome. Here we go. Well, thank Michael, you. I just want to say thank you. Um, you are an amazing hub uh, <laughs> ever, ever I've seen. You know what a hub means? Of course, I, no, I don't know what a hub means. Well, you just called him a hub. It was a a hub is not a person. You you called him a hub. No, did I? Yeah, you said he is one of the east Co- eastern coast hubs. No, of- I said we are one of the hubs. We were with the hubs. Uh, the, this market is the hub. Well, you mumble, so it was hard for me to... Nice try. You know. Anyway, welcome to our show, everybody. Uh, one guest today coming up later, noted CEO coach John Dame going to talk about his 10 new leaders project and i would suspect the guys here are going to want to talk to him about his former role as owner and general manager of whp 580 and several uh, radio stations in the area that uh that he sold uh quite a few years ago yeah, and now the, he's in the, the co coaching business yeah the dame family owned uh, all these radio stations in fact i started with them back in the 80s they owned uh kbo was the first one that moved on to uh WHP and the river and brought that all on. And this just it was, any, created, created an empire. Got any dirt on him? No, there is no dirt. What? John, John, what? John, John is, um, John as I told you before the break, he's, he's a class act. Even his and, image is Teflon. Yeah. And he's, and he's a hard worker. He, you know, he, he worked his butt off to make these uh, stations great. Hey, before I forget, not to change the subject. So well, you just did. But I just uh, drove in from Pittsburgh. I was out there for work for a couple of days, and I just want to pass along a couple of great restaurants to our listeners because, as we know, quite a few people travel to Pittsburgh. You're a big Penn Steelers fan. You you, you go out there, right, Parksy? Love, love the Pittsburgh city. A great little Italian restaurant I tried on uh, Fifth Avenue called Valazzi's. Hmm. V-A-L-L-O-Z-Z-I apostrophe S. I'm a big fan of any restaurant that has a mozzarella bar. They no have way. a regular bar, but then they have a mozzarella bar. And you can sit right at the mozzarella bar while they make up different cheeses and they throw in some meats in there. I know you got the meats and the cheeses and the olives. I was a big fan of Azali's. And if you want the best view from Mount Washington in Pittsburgh, Mount Washington, if everybody knows you got the incline that goes up there, yep. um, uh, right, right past Station Square. Looks down on the football field, really Heinz Field, PNC Park's a little further away, but just a fantastic vista of Pittsburgh. You might want to try the Coal Hill Steakhouse mm. at Grandview Saloon. It's right on Grandview Avenue. Highly recommend Coal Hill Steakhouse. You'll get some great steaks and good Italian food, too. Did uh, at the mozzarella bar, do they call it mozzarella or do they call it mozzarella? Nah, the guy was like mozzarella. Yeah, he was. Frank, he was like, Frank's a big. He was like mozzarella. Frank's a big Italian heritage. Frank, tell him how to say mozzarella. Uh, mozzarella. Mo- mozzarella. I don't mozzarella. Know. <laughs> mozzarella. I am Italian, but that doesn't. And I just, if uh, anybody wants to go to our Latour Live Twitter feed, and by the way, that's at sign L A underscore T O R R E underscore Live. Take a look at a real punk that I took a picture of on when I was coming home on a turnpike today. Uh, I call him Turnpike Corvette Guy. Right. And I show you that picture, Frank? I show you, you did. that picture. You just showed me before we started. I just decided to pull up in his Corvette in a no parking zone right in front of the Turnpike rest stop. You know, conveniently in the way of people who are parking in the handicapped spaces. Just because he had a Corvette, he decided he was going to pull up. You know what I realized? You know why I realized why it was that what way? If, what if he had an emergency? He had to go to the bathroom real bad, didn't want to work that him, extra 10 no, feet. I watched him get out and casually stretch. 
And did I'm, you? Yeah, because he did, did you, it. But did you he say did anything? It right in front of me. He did it right. Why would I say anything? Why Why would I say anything when I could take a picture of his car and embarrass him on social he's not, media? It's like, he's not going to be embarrassed by that. Oh. Who's going to see that and go, oh, hey, Larry, hey, I see your Corvette outside the rest stop area. People run the plates. People run the plates these days. You Give think someone's going to run that plate? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why didn't you say something? Like, hey, pal, what's up? Why would I say something? Why not? Then he pulls out a gun and shoots me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think he's going to just... A guy as brazen as that is going to pull into the striped area where nobody parks in Pennsylvania at rest stops. Right. You don't think he doesn't have a gun? Ain't worth it. And you think you pull a gun out? Him. I you got think mouths, the percentages? That... I got mouths defeat. You never know. Frank, you never know. Why would you do that? It's, a it's in a public place. No one's going to axe you down in the middle of a public uh, place. This guy's so naive. Oh, Frank. Oh, I'm naive. No, Frank. You're, He's you'd be, so naive. You'd be the one I I would think that would die because you're big city Look, I'm style. Pretty, I'm pretty street smart. Yeah, you're street smart. And I, I'm not afraid to bark. And I, I probably would have said something. Really? Wow. I think I would have. Congratulations. If he was there stretching. I figured why the guy parked where he did. Number one, he's a Corvette owner. I'm a little and disappointed I've, you didn't. I've always had a Jones with a guys guys who are Corvette owners. And then number two, he had an Ohio plate. He had an Ohio temporary plate. Mm. And that told me he was a bit of a, a tool bag. He's yeah. never going to find out you talked about it on this show. Never. I know. I don't care. But that doesn't embarrass him then. I don't care. Hashtag vet in space at rest stop. We're trying, we're trying to underscore to folks that number one, don't ever drive a Corvette. And number two, <laughs> if you do drive a Corvette, park like everybody think, else and don't be a total tool bag. And if you don't have a Corvette, don't act like a tool bag. Don't be the guy who pulls in and takes up two spaces because you you don't want somebody to scratch your car. Uh, don't be the guy who pulls in front of a rest stop at the turnpike because you think you've got the best car in a lot. I, think I, had, Cor- I, have a, I have a better car than him. I think Corvettes are overrated. Oh, my always. God. Always. In my whole life, I've always thought Look, that. They I think they're ugly, too. They haven't been great since the 60s when they had when they were smaller and they were staying I think raised. Trans Ams are better cars. Old Trans Ams are better cars than Corvettes. You're insane. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go there for I wouldn't go there at all. Smoking the your, Bandit, Burt Reynolds? What's your dream car? What's your dream car? Mine? Porsche, yeah. Porsche Cayenne. Porsche Cayenne. A Porsche Cayenne is your dream car? I love that car. There you go. A Porsche Cayenne, an SUV, is your dream yeah. car. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave, it is. Is there a problem? That's just so bizarre. What's yours? I don't know one person like that would ever say- Like a dream sports car, like a race car. What would you want, Frank? Honestly, I don't have a dream car. Man, I don't need to dream. I don't have a dream car. <laughs> I don't need I don't, to dream. I don't need that. I like my car. I like my yeah. car. I got a good car. I don't really think about dream cars. I no. don't really well, think about, I need a $200,000 car. No, I don't need you know, My dream car is this. I could care less. I want a nice car because I drive and travel a lot for work. I want a nice car that I can- Get around what was in the, and feel comfortable in. What was the car that you wanted growing up as a kid that you're like, oh, I've got to get rid of those. Corvette. Porsche. Was it Porsche? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Porsche Mine was Porsche not. What are those? Porsche, Porsche 928 oh, yeah. for me. Porsche yeah. 9. I, I don't know why, but yeah. I I like. But now that I'm older. And That's if Ferris I Bueller. Up, yeah, yeah, exactly. It yeah. is yeah. a Ferris now, Bueller car. Now if I were older and I wanted a Porsche, it yeah. would be a 911. Yeah, 911. I like those little Spitfires. I always wanted one of those little Spitfires, those Triumphs. Triumphs. Those Triumph Spitfires. Oh, they were yeah. junk, though. My dad had one. There used to be a guy over in Enola that used to fix them and sell them and do all that yeah. stuff, and I always yeah. wanted one of them. Never got one as a kid. Because, my, he, because you'd, you'd pull out of the parking lot, and it would break, break down. down. <laughs> right my brother away. had an Austin Healey. Oh, just, oh he was always English with, sports cars He was always working on it. Those English sports cars were absolutely the worst. Hey, by the way, did you see the, uh, speaking of the worst, did you see the Harrisburg incinerator story? This week, civil lawsuit filed by the governor and the city of Harrisburg against all the companies that made gazillions off of the uh, Harrisburg incinerator and stuck the Harrisburg city taxpayers. You see that? Where is the mayor stuck in that whole issue? There's the former mayor. There's no former mayor listed on the in the lawsuit because they're going after all the firms that they claim led the city down the wrong path. But he facilitated it. He's the one that held the door open. Listen, I'm just telling you what the civil suit okay. is that came out this week. I didn't I didn't do this to start to get into a he said, she said. I'm just wondering, do we think you could possibly collect on a civil suit all these years later? You should have had a legal expert on it. There'll be a settlement. Like There'll be a you settlement. There'll be a settlement? Absolutely. Oh, I don't know. And that settlement will be Western Artifacts. <laughs> Those are all gone. <laughs> 
Those are all gone. He says, a story in Penn Live from Charlie Thompson is at a minimum, however, one would expect the state and city to seek recovery of the estimated $12 million the Wolf administration says was paid in fees to various advisors as the incinerator crisis worsened. In all, the incinerator resulted in a mushroom cloud of $360 million in debt through several failed upgrades that brought the state city's capital to the brink of fiscal ruin. It's just amazing to me after all these years we're still talking about this. Right. I mean, this stuff dates back. Uh, one of the last lines of the story, the deceptions the case alleges date back to 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mer- Reed didn't get out till Reed, what? Thompson. 05, 06? Council. They were all Linda, had their hands when in When did Linda thing. Thompson come in? When did he step down? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, it was that ago? long ago? No, it was Six, more than that. It was during, it was during, right during his heyday. Because no, no, she lost re-election. Um, uh, Pappenfuss, Eric Pappenfuss was elected. He's now being elected to his second term. She was only mayor for five, six years ago. Right, so but, o- then, but, but she was on city council at the time. Mayor Reed, I mean, he was prominent there in 2000. Yep. Oh, I'm not dismissing that at all. I'm just saying after all these years, it's still in the news. And you wonder, can anything ever come of that? Is there any way you can go after big consulting companies and get money? And where does that money go then? Does that go back to the city? Goes back to the city. Well, then why not? They're going to settle. They're not going to want to drag this out because they know they're wrong. What's the harm? 85, 89, 93, 97, 2001, and 2005, he won election. Who? Reed. Reed. Oh, 2005. Then he lost 2009 to Thompson. Right. Right. Right? Linda. Linda. Harrisburg incinerator, the gift that keeps on giving. That, we, that firm out of Colorado who did the retrofit, they Barlow, should be they should Well, be they, like, declared, they declared bankruptcy. bankruptcy. You, can't, you can't get any money from you them. You can't touch them. So now they're going after law firms, financial advisors. Oh, yeah. Who did firms. the financing thing. Oh. Yeah. Just another Michael stuff. Cohn shell company. There's Frank's weekly mention of the Trump administration. <laughs> hey, we're going to have a great show for we you We should today have Linda here. Thompson on it. You should bring her in. I would have her in in a heartbeat. I would have Steve Reed in. She be he won't come in. I would have him in. Would you ask him? I think he'd do it. Then why don't you bring him in? We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And I would have Linda Thompson in a heartbeat. Man, she's too funny. She makes me laugh. Makes me laugh. She's actually pretty funny. If you get the know and get the doctor, she's just funny. Oh, when I was filling in for Bob Durgan, nobody else would. She went going in. She came on my show when I was filling in for Durgan, and she was funny. Oh, she was great. Oh, I worked with Linda for and like years and years. I used to work with her at Cumulus. I mean, right. Yeah, way she was back. At Cumulus. Not Cumulus, whatever it was called way back uh, then. Yeah, back at Wink. But the one thing I got stuck on is, why wouldn't you apologize to those people that you said nasty? I think it was Miller. Why wouldn't you apologize to the people that you were saying bad things about? She was childish. And she couldn't do it. She was childish. And she, got, she stumbled on that in the interview. Hey, I loved, oh, Cruel Summer. I love this. You know what soundtrack this was on? Karate Kid. The original Karate Kid, 34 years <laughs> which, ago. Which is a remake. Cobra Kai. Right Touch on that later. Watch the whole thing. Damn good. Hey, Latour Live, you got a lot left. Coming back at you here. WHP 580, WHP580.com. Hear Latour live anytime online on our podcast page at whp580.com. Jump! I love this song. Yeah. I can always listen to this song. This song never sucks. By the way, I just have to say, it doesn't suck. Um, By the way, I have to say, every week I come in here, come in about a half hour early to get ready for the show. And you know, like any other average human being, I have to make a pit stop. I got to go to the restroom. Every week I come in here, I go to the restroom. Every week somebody has blown up that men's room. I mean, it's bad. It's bad. Parksy, yeah. I think we need to investigate. Somebody has blown up that bathroom every week, and I it's I. I Can almost, you define blown up? I think we all know what that of, means. Smell I think, of bowel I, I think we lumens? know. It, is is a courtesy flush too much to ask? Oh um, yeah. Is it like like flush? Flush right well, away. Well, there's a couple like other when companies. I go, when I go, I flush right it's away. It's not one of us. I'm not it, saying it's it not is. one of the iHeart people. There's other companies in this building now. That's just that share, it's rude, man. That share that bathroom. Yeah, there's oh. nobody nobody working down there anymore. So. Oh. Parks and I are the only men in the building. <laughs> and I don't go here. 
There was we had a guy here. He you wait for, a minute. You don't go here. I don't go here. You I, go I, at home. Yeah. Home. You don't go here at all. No, I don't have to. Oh, it's morning. That's weird. So um, somebody every week blows that oh, men's yeah. room up, man. Yeah. And I go in there. I must fan. I almost can't do the show. You can always come up to the executive. And it's an internal room. It has no outside vent. We oh, put like an air freshener in there. I just want to die. I almost died just now. I had to go take a break, and I almost died. You should come up to the John Dame uh, bathroom that's upstairs in his old office. Hey, by the way, <laughs> I told you guys about I told our listeners a couple months ago. Hey, let's just look into this men's room thing. But I told our <laughs> okay. listeners a couple I'll months ago down. I Here. had my DNA tested. Yeah. My DNA results have come back. Yeah, and? I'm happy. I will n- now announce and share with everybody my DNA results. I am 57% Southern Italian, which is a little disappointing because I thought it was about, it'd be about 75% because my dad's side of the family is completely Italian. My mom's side partially Italian. So 57%. 15% is European West. That's Ugh. like Belgium, France, things like that. 6% Great Britain. By the way, 8%, I'm 8% Middle Eastern, according to my DNA. My DNA says I'm 8% Middle Eastern. Some Arab sheik came by and took advantage of your great, 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 great. And they did that with a blood test? Uh, no, just uh, saliva. All just saliva. You spit into it. So how little. do they know your heritage off of that? They Through your DNA, and they trace your DNA back. Get everybody track, Frank. Don't do it. That's just their way of tracking everybody. So it's not like Ancestry.com. Yeah, it's they Ancestry.com. Look at, yeah, same thing. It's Ancestry.com. Use your hair follicles. I, see, I don't want to do that. Salon. I'm 2% no, Spanish. Do that. 2% Spanish, but get this. Not only am I 8% Middle Eastern, I am 3% European Jewish. 3% European Jewish. I believe that I can solve the problem. I can bring peace to the Middle East. You can well, if I can do it within internally within my own DNA, but guess the what? Middle East, you're both sides, and and European Jewish. I I can show love for both sides. You could terrorize right. each other. I want to see crazy how crazy is. I want everybody to test their DNA. How many people do you think in no. Israel and Palestine would test on both oh, sides? Definitely, they all hate each other. Right. But everybody should do their DNA to realize we're all just one gigantic friggin' melting pot. Part of the same pot. I mean, I'm Italian, I'm Belgian French, I'm Middle Eastern, I'm something called Caucasus. I don't even know what that is. Caucasus. Caucasus. Caucasian. I'm, no, it's not Caucasian. <laughs> I'm seven percent Caucasian. But I'm so, also I'm I'm six percent British, three percent Jewish, two percent Spanish. I mean the Middle Eastern thing is what throws me a little why? on you. Don't I look a little Middle oh, well, Eastern on you? Say this back to me. Durka, Durka, Durka. <laughs> yeah, say it. Durka, Durka, Durka. Muhammad Jihad. <laughs> Shut up, man. Why do you go down that road? It is a peaceful road. Because it's a great movie. <laughs> Caucasus. Caucasus. What is, is Caucasus? a um, region located at the border of Europe and Asia, situated between the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea. So I might even have a little Asian in Occupied me, Frank. Occupied by See, Russia, I don't want to do Georgia, this, and I'll tell you why. Russia? Azerbaijan. So Russian, so I got maybe a little Russian, a little, little Azerbaijani in me. Yeah. little Armenian. What did you think you were before? Well, I thought I'd be mostly Southern Italian, and I am. You thought Southern Italian? Well, you just didn't I, say well, Italian. I, I, no, I knew Southern Italian. I knew my family's from the Calabria region of Italy. Right. And when you drill down on Southern Italy on Ancestry.com, it comes up Calabria. See, part of Frank is letting people know that I'm half Irish, half Italian. And you want you and you, that's all I you do ever not want. To want be. I don't want to mess with that. You don't mm-hmm. want the muddiness. No, you don't want to no. be a mud. I, I, you're a mutt. Right. Yeah. And you can't even say. It. If I do that, I can't say that anymore. Everybody's a mutt. Hey, how much time not we have me. left in this segment? Six. All right, we got to move here. So I wanted to test uh, Frank here on something. His well, DNA will play in this. I posted to. I posted. <laughs> I oppo- I posted on our Twitter feed as well the results of a quiz I took. How manly are you? And you can take the quiz at quizly.co, not com. Quizly.co. I put my results up there on Twitter. You can see them. Everybody can see them. Now it is your Frank's turn. Well, we'll find out. Uh, we'll compare. So, Frank, we're going to take a quiz. It's a series of questions. Fifteen questions. I don't like this. I do not mm. like this. What does the word blitz mean to you? A football play to process food, an intensive military attack. I'll go with B. 
A football play. No. B was food. To process food. Yes. That's what B was. Okay. Really? All right. Okay. Ha ha! Going to the next one. How quickly do you get ready for a date? Now, I know you got to think back on this a little bit. You know, you've been married for a long time. Think about that girl you used to date down at Villanova. How quickly do you get ready for a date? The answers are, I take way more than 30 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. I'm easy, 5 to 10 minutes. Think about that. I'll, I'll, say, uh, I'll say the easy one. Uh, 5 to 10 minutes? Yeah, I'll say 5 to 10. All right. I mean, I, I would have already planned what I'm so wearing. So we're entering the, into this thing as you're taking it? Yes, you're taking I'm it entering it. I'm entering okay. it. I give firm and confident handshakes. Disagree, agree, strongly agree, strongly disagree. Strongly agree. Strongly I'm very agree. cognizant about Me too. my impression that I make. Eye contact too, Frank? Oh, yeah. Shake hands. And the lean. You got to do the lean too. Oh, really? Do you like sports? The answers are, yes. yeah, I'm not too keen. No, I watch sports casually. I'll probably say casually because I'm a, I'm a P1 hockey fan, but the other sports I really don't care about. Yeah. What are your feelings toward hunting? It's a casual hobby. Hate it. Love doing it. I'm not for or against it. Um, I understand it, but I don't do it. I don't care for it. You don't, so you're not for or against it? Correct. Okay. Is that right? Chris Andre, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the legendary Chris Andre. <laughs> What would you do if you were lost? Oh. Answers. I'll never get lost. <laughs> Call the authorities. Ask for directions. Follow directions on the GPS map. Well, that's stupid. I'd, I'd, follow, I'd follow directions. I mean, I'd ask for directions right away. All right. You'd ask for directions. I would ask for directions. Really? I'm not shy about that. Right oh. away. I you will stop. Ask- you would ask and talk to any Middle Eastern man at any gas station and ask for directions. Even somebody from Azerbaijan? Yes. Like, Even if he said, Durka, 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 <laughs> Muhammad Jihad. What? Oh, my God. What genre of music do you love? Pop? Oh, I love this. Hip-hop? Heavy metal? None of these. Oh. Pop? Hip-hop? Heavy metal? I, he likes them all. These. Yeah, I like them all. But I don't... got to pick one. I say pop, I guess. Pop? Yeah, I don't care for hip-hop. But I can handle metal. I'm going to the Metallica show at State College in October. Of course you are, Frank. What do you do when you're Bobby interested? Apple. What do you do, think back to when you're single, when yeah. you're interested in someone? Hmm. Would you suggest a group outing with friends? Keep it to yourself. Ask your friend to talk to the person. Oh. Ask the person out on a date directly. Direct. No yeah. doubt. Direct, really? No Sco- doubt. That's the way the school man No operates. doubt. You don't, yeah. you don't I can tell you legendary stories of my directness. Legendary stories. Legendary. Including the girl that got hit by the car on the first date. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> we'll just move right along. Do you... That, we got to move these questions That's a forward. good story. That's Do a you enjoy the, the great outdoors? <laughs> I don't like or hate it. I love it. I like... Okay, love it. I have a boat. I have a pontoon boat on the Susquehanna. All right. Question 10. How often do you go to the spa? All the time. Never. Never been there. Never. You're missing out. All right. Oh, what? He's missing out. Oh. Which oh, is you your, go and get pedicures, don't you? Which is your favorite, <laughs> Manny? Manny. Which is your favorite dog breed? Jack Russell, Husky, Golden Retriever. I don't like these breeds. Out of those three, I'd take the Golden Retriever. You would take the Golden Retriever? Yeah. I have a lab beagle. That's right. Oh my god! How yeah. do you What's so awful? Wait, how do you, so awful, Dave? Oh. How do you drink alcohol? Oh. I don't drink oh. through a straw, <laughs> straight way. out of the bottle, no. from the glass. Oh, by from, the from the glass, from the glass. From the really, glass. So you're a wine guy. No, but it could be a beer. I mean, it could be whatever. Sure, but I do wine. I find wine more immediate. Gotcha. All right. What is your favorite exercise to do in the gym? Running on a treadmill, hitting a punching bag, weightlifting, I don't work out. Um, I, I'd probably say running on a treadmill. When was the last time you were on a treadmill? It's been a long time, but you didn't ask me that. <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> do you know what a planer is? P-L-A-N-E-R. Yes. You do? Yes. 
And the last question. <laughs> I am an amazing... It's not a question, just a statement. I am an amazing driver. Agree, strongly agree, disagree, strongly disagree. I'm the best. I'm great. Strongly agree. I strongly agree, buddy. Show me my results. Here it comes, buddy. Here it comes, Parks. Can we have a drum roll? I How was, much a man I am? I was. My answers were, I was... 50% manly. Yeah. You're the perfect blend of masculine and feminine traits. You love chilling with the boys and showing your sensitive side to your partner. You believe in gender fluidity. Yeah. And the belief has been advantageous to you. Good for you, Dave. Frank. Schofield. You are, according to Quizly.co, 100% manly. Oh, you are more manly than me. Yes. You are yeah, the manliest you. of men. You are obsessed with sports, even though you're not. I'm not. You love playing, watching, and discussed, and discussing sports with your dudes. Not at all. Your favorite hobby is to find a new spot to camp for the weekend. You, Frank Schofield, are 100% manly. So it kind of disproves. You, Mr. Know it all. It kind of disproves your. Theory, right? You don't like this formula. It didn't come out like you thought it would. It didn't come out like I thought it would, but you're more manly than me because you love and are obsessed by sports. I don't need a software program to tell me that, Dave. <laughs> and we'll be right back with John Dame, noted CEO coach. I am less manly. Dave Latour here with Frank Schofield Latour Live. Tour live with Dave and Frank on News Radio WHP 580. And we're back here on Latour Live, coming at you from beautiful, rural, suburban Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Because it's rural and suburban, Frank, a little bit. Yeah, we finally got some good weather ahead of us here. Do you feel, do you feel good sure. about the weather coming up? As we're a lot sitting of golf here for you? on Saturday, I'm not golfing this weekend. No. No. Uh, but we got canceled last night because of the rain. But how about all that rain we got the past two weeks? It's been crazy. Six inches, seven inches. It's rain. been nuts for yeah. sure. It's been nuts. I mean, hopefully we get to a point where we can dry out a little bit. You know, the flooding goes down. You can't even get a boat. How's speaking your lawn? Of, speaking of, my my lawn's a mess, but Susquehanna River, where I, I can't even get my pontoon in there right now. Well, you don't do it anyway. You have someone else do it in. Put well, it yeah, in. I, I, yeah, I yeah, people. Do it. You put it in yourself? Is the SS go in? I'll tell you the funniest thing. I'll tell you the funniest story about Dave. Last year I said, Hurry up. I want to get the job. Now listen to this, Parks. You'll get this. Dave, I put my own pontoon boat in. I dock it. I do it all. I say, I text Dave. Dave, is your pontoon boat in yet? He goes, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) He has has people. He goes, I don't know yet. (laughs) Usually it's in by Memorial Day, but it's not going to be this year. I said, That's power. That's power. So I want to bring in our next guest. (laughs) He is. He's a good friend. He's a he's a noted CEO coach, John Dame. Uh, for more information about John, I highly encourage you to check him out at johndame.com to see everything that he's doing. But one of the reasons I wanted to have John on this week, aside from the fact that he used to own WHP 580, is that he's launched a 10 New Leaders program to help budding entrepreneurs. He's now in year two of it. And uh, he's taking applications until June 1st. So I thought it'd be good to have John on to talk about this program and encourage people to sign up uh, by going to his website. John, how are you? Good. Good day. Thanks. Hey, John. So tell us, you could do a lot of things and you do do a lot of things. Um, you're well known as a, as a, as a CEO coach. Uh, you're well known for your work with Vistage. Uh, why take on something like 10 new leaders? This is something you, you obviously could have done without after all the time you put in each day. Why do something like this now? Part of what the reason I went to this was because I looked at the landscape of leadership over the past couple years and just said, well, if we want better leaders in the future, we have to start them off a little sooner with better experiences and behaviors that they can model that are better leaders. If if you look at leadership in general, I don't know what most people think, but I think there's some good leaders and some not so good leaders. And what this program does is give people who are in their first leadership position, kind of starting up a business or working for a company, the ability to 
uh, work within that in an environment where they can learn how to be much better leaders sooner than they could otherwise. And you've now you're going into your f- second year with this, correct? Right. That's correct. What yeah. did you learn after year one? There's always something to learn. What did you learn after after year one? Well, I learned that people are pretty fantastic. I mean, the so last year we did an same thing we're doing this year. We have an online uh, application that has a, a bit of a narrative that people have to fill out. They have to answer a couple of questions. I've got some great judges. I don't judge them. And what I found last year was that the 10 news leaders we selected were wonderful people, influencers in this community, continuing to be influencers. Uh, They're going to be the next CEOs at some point in time. And I think that's a pretty special thing when you meet 10 people like that that have aspirations to grow their company. Some were very small businesses. Some were working within larger enterprise. Some were services. Some were manufacturing. It was just across a broad spectrum. Some were family businesses. You know, just a unique uh, group of 10 people. Are you specifically, I know you're not the judge, but is there a different direction you want to take this this year, or do you let the applicants decide where this program goes? Yeah, pretty much the applicants fill out their their applications and we have some criteria that we're looking for i mean basically some minimum standards are that you know there are coaching sessions that people get either myself or some another group of people that i know that are wonderful ceo level coaches that would like to work with them so they have to be willing to give up the time to do that they have to attend several vistage meetings one people who want to attend several Vistage meetings. And these are CEO peer groups, executive peer groups, where people would get and give insight and perspective into how to do things better as leaders, get questions answered, go through uh, issues and decisions and opportunities that they'd never find anything else. It's kind of like an abbreviated version of going to the Harvard, Harvard Business School. And then they get to come to the evolution event and meet the speakers uh, that's coming up in October, and that's a very unique experience also. Do they get to so, work hand-in-hand hand with you during this process? Yeah. Like how much, Absolutely. I mean, people that aren't aware of John, John coaches countless CEOs throughout um, throughout Pennsylvania and some real heavy hitters. And, and having these budding entrepreneurs come along and spend time with John is pretty invaluable. How, 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 would you, how much would you say you spend with them throughout this process? So if they come to the Vistage meetings, which I hope they do, and then uh, they we, we have a coaching session every month, generally it'd be about 10 hours a month that I'd spend with them in one form or another. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now, John, now I can't hold these guys back any longer. They've got questions about your time here at 580. Do you look back okay. on those times at 580? Anybody doesn't know, uh, John Dame used to run Dame Media. Do I have that correct? That's correct. In another yep. lifetime, Dame Media owned multiple radio stations, including this very radio station. Do you miss those days, John, or are you happy to have radio in the rearview mirror? I mean, I loved every second that I was in the radio stations. Uh, I, I thought... You know, WHP and the River, when they started out, were particularly uh, unique because we took radio stations that, believe it or not, the River on the FM side at that time was in a closet playing Montevani, and (laughs) WHP was not doing very well. So when we made that transition, it was a pretty radical transition in Harrisburg. And, uh, you know, what you hear today is uh, probably the sixth iteration of WHP, but it's usually successful and uh, will continue to be because you have good people running it now. So I, I loved what I did. I loved all the markets that we were in, the various formats that we had, and, you know, a special place in my heart because when we started up WHP and this, the cluster in Harrisburg, I ran that cluster myself for a long time before we brought in any other managers to run it. So I, I really, 
you know, it's not that I miss it. I don't regret the changes that have occurred. And I, I look at radio as kind of a different space today. You know, there's a, a lot of different competition than there was, you know, almost 20 years ago when I was there. That's how long it's been. But, uh, you know, I, I still believe in the business. I believe in the value of the medium. And, uh, you know, certainly the creativity that comes in a talk radio environment is a lot different than you might find any place else today you know when you when you take a look at the at the medium itself and the industry itself has certainly changed drastically since then and the competition as you mentioned being on the outside as you look at you know the h the terrestrial radio model as it continues to be successful continues to be solid and tied to the local ties and community being from the outside from being on the inside how do you look at i'll ask you straight up how do you look at radio surviving and growing as, as it has uh, down the road? Well, you know, the, the biggest issue has been that because of the larger entities that now own radio stations, you know, whether it's iHeartMedia, Cumulus, any of these other companies, there's been uh, a difference in the flexibility and opportunities. I really look at radio lacking today a talent pool that, a place where people can go and learn and become great talent. I mean, when you look across all the radio stations that I listen to, there's a lot of work that's done, and there aren't a lot of places where young people can go and get kind of right. started being a talent. And, and I think that's a great gap at the moment. It is. Because I think being a radio announcer is a very cool thing and would be fun to do for lots of people. There just aren't many places where they can go and learn. And when I grew up in the business, I mean, I started on the air when I was probably 15 years old right. until I was 20 and and did regular shifts at various kinds of formats. And, uh, you know, I never claimed to be a great disc jockey, but I did enjoy that, and it gave me insight into the business that I would never have had otherwise. So I think there's a real lack of talent and when you listen across the spectrum of radio you know it's why talk radio is so interesting because there's more live talent on most talk stations than there are on other stations and uh, live talent can be compelling and entertaining and to me that's just a gap you know that my guess is that will change because the market will demand that you know that the but, market but will financially but financially it's very burdensome for companies uh, to bring that element back I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think what the issue is is that when these companies all rolled up, they overpaid for their properties, and we were the great beneficiary of that. You're welcome. Uh, they ended up, <laughs> they end, they end up uh, having a lot of debt that they have to service. I mean, if you just look at it like a regular business, and uh, that, I think, is being rectified now with all the maneuvering that's going on in the radio business. And I think when that happens that, you know, look, you wouldn't play music from crappy talent, right? Nor would sure. you want to put that talent on the air. So my belief is that uh, great talent that's compelling to listen to will always be a draw. And that'll be a distinctive difference maker in some radio stations. Maybe everybody won't do it, but some will. We're talking with noted CEO coach John Dame, who's rolling out his uh, 10 new leaders program, taking applications on johndame.com until June 1st. John, we have uh, a little less than a minute left. I want you to know I went to Michael Parks, who worked here back in those days when you uh, ran the joint, and he had no dirt on you. I went specifically for dirt to try and get dirt on you. I feel like somewhere out there, there's dirt on you. No, there's no dirt on John Dane. There's no Nothing. dirt. No. He said you. Nothing. He said you were an upstanding, no. hardworking guy. You know the the the, the weirdest maybe uh, thing would if you could find the c commercial for the river, the original commercial for ah. the river with uh, with John Dame and Chris Tyler drinking a beer on the deck. That would probably that would probably be the dirtiest uh, thing that that John would be. John Dean drinking a beer. John Dean drinking a beer on a summer deck. Hey, Michael, you have to remember when we now you remember this. You and I went to the uh, Disney anniversary. Together. Oh my God! Yes, yes. <laughs> and we went to. They gave us uh, you know free passes to everything, and we went to a concert. I even forget who that was. 
And uh, you and I drank a few beers at that concert. If you remember. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was that was back in the good old days. That uh, it was yeah. just carte blanche. Yeah. Hey John, yeah. John, yeah. thanks for being on today. We hope you uh, give us an update later on the year. Come on the show and talk about <laughs> uh, some other things that you've got going on. And in the meantime, I'll be trying to dig up stories about you. Okay, sounds great. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah. John. <laughs> Love having you. Okay. That was John Dame, noted CEO coach. Uh, and a really good guy. Used to run WHP 580, which is where we are. It was a box of beers. We were at Kissimmee, and we were watching this country band, and we went down, there was free beers, and John and I went down, and we got a box of beers to go up and drink. Any event with a box of beers is a good <laughs> event in my book. We'll be right back. Latour Live, WHP 580, WHP580.com. Latour Live lives on our podcast page at whp580.com. You know, there's welcome a- back to Latour Live. Don't interrupt, Frank, when we bring the show back in. 35 years of radio should have taught you that. It's not my show. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, in New York Post yesterday, there's a story about Michael Jackson, and it talked about how he did that lean thing. Remember when he leaned forward and got all the way back up? Yeah. He had a special shoe that was made, and the shoe would clamp into the ground. So and he no cheated. One, yeah, and no one knew how he did it. So he cheated. He did cheat. God. Mm. There's so many things about him. That ruined my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know what's ruining my weekend? Not being as manly as Frank. That's bothering me. I went back to look at this. Like, yeah, it's gotta go through. Yeah, the, the blitz question. The blitz question. He said blitz. Blitz was a food. Was a food. That's like, like a blitzen. That's like a piece of. That's a cookie. Hundred percent. I said football. How am I less hey, manly? You didn't know what a planer was, Dave. Yeah. I didn't know what. It, I bet you. How do you? You said. You said you weren't into sports. You said you're a casual. And he drank his booze out of a glass. I hate. I I don't like football. I said I drink booze out of a bottle. You drink booze out of a glass. glass. So the whole quiz was based on the planer question because I didn't know a tool. I didn't know a tool. I don't even know what screwdrivers. I told you that off. I I, I the only screwdrivers I know I drank. That's it. So basically, you're more manly than me because of a planer. Because of a friggin' planer. I love how you put the game out, and then just because I win. You're madly upset. <laughs> like you this thought, you thought no. this was gonna. I was gonna come in under you. That no. was your whole play. No, today. no, it was Stay, not. Stop! It absolutely was. When you come out fifty percent and you publish it ahead of time, there's a very good chance you're gonna be more manly than fifty percent. But the hundred percent kills you. I didn't quite understand fifty percent. I don't get a hundred percent when to you blitz is a food. You. You don't really watch right, sports. So then maybe you're not fifty percent. What man. am I wrong? It's, it's probably who put together the uh, survey. Who's put together the survey? Probably a woman? Some, yeah. Some guy that believes that... A woman who likes drinking, men drinking wine right, out of a glass. Likes a sensitive man. I'll tell you what, you're going to look back on this and be not too happy with your performance. <laughs> <laughs> you really are. Because you set this up, you laid it out. I didn't set it up to... Look, oh, we're going to Frank a quiz to see how manly he is. I got I 50%. I don't have any problems being less manly than you. If I felt it was deserved, I drink beer out of a bo- out of a bottle. bottle. You know, you I mean, blitzed in football. I would drink Stop. it straight out. I would, I would do, I would do a beer. Your whole bomb. wardrobe is out of Michael Boyd. Everything you do <laughs> is over the top. You don't even know what a planer is. Here's for God's the thing. sake, you never fixed a thing. a thing in your life. If your washing machine breaks or something goes, I'm in calling your house, somebody. Exactly. What's wrong with You're that? You're not a man. That doesn't. Oh my God, I'm not a man because I. I want to pay another man to do something. <laughs> I think I'm helping the economy. Okay, whatever. I don't know why you're, this isn't my fight. That's fair. To make nut roast, you have to blitz the nuts in the food processor <laughs> before adding the parsley and breadcrumbs. Frank, do you blitz the nuts? Do you blitz your nuts, Frank? Is that why you're 100% manly? 100% you blitz your nuts? Buddy. 100%. <laughs> he's going to blitz. 100%. He's going to blitz your nuts. Hey, you, <laughs> half you, Italian, half Irish. Oh, what do you want? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100% badass, too. Man. Yeah, now we're talking, Parksy. 102%. What are you watching on TV? Right now? Come on. I'm finishing up Coming Billions. Up with it. Billions is coming down to a close. I bailed on Westworld. Unwatchable. What's the Shogun it's, world they're doing? They, so they it, went it, into it, a now, different it, world? No, it's True Detective Season 2. It's unwatchable. 
I bailed. Wow. I bailed. Wow. True. That did, says something because you love that show. I did. I saw season one was great. Yeah. I'm finishing up Billions. I'm waiting for the next one. I tried McMafia. I couldn't get through that. Yeah. You got to do Cobra Kai, YouTube Red. I did. I saw the uh, James Cameron looks at sci-fi. Don't ignore what I just said. What did you say? Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. I highly recommend it. I saw that. In, in all a, of our listeners. Cobra Kai. I never, saw the, I never saw the original. First. What? I never saw the Karate Kid. What? Never. You have sound effect for that, Parksy? What Parksy, the? Parksy, did you see it? Where's Chris Andre? Thank you, Andre. What the? Parksy. Did what you see, the? Did you see Karate Kid? Of course. Of course. Three, four, five times. I don't times. recall. So you got to go back now. This is your assignment. Ferris Bueller is probably my movie. Listen, this is your assignment over a long, over a long holiday weekend. No. You're going to watch the original Karate Kid movie. Do you want me to be honest? No. You're going to watch it. No, yes. I'm not. I saw an interview with Ralph Macchio. He was like just a class act. He's, he looks good. He looks, he's like 50 or maybe close to 60. He looks great. And looks great. Do you still do Star Wars movies? Love them. Are you, I go with my son. That's like so how do you feel about the Ron like Howard thing being panned at can for uh, his recent uh, edition? I don't know, but I'll go watch it. What did he do? He get panned? The biggest, sure pro- not good. Here's the biggest problem I have with Star Wars. Real quick is what Star Wars doesn't it's seem not true. That, well, yeah, that's that. Aside <laughs> from that, but what Star Wars writers in Hollywood don't understand is it's all about the lightsaber. So then they do these spinoff movies that have no lightsabers in them. I think so. Everything is about the lightsaber. You need Jedi in every damn Star Wars movie in some way or another. Han Solo is all cool and everything. I get that. I dig that. I'm going to watch it. I'm, oh, I, I will enjoy it. But we need more Jedi. I like the dog fights. I like the... Uh, They're good. The yeah. flights, dog fights. Did you like the Wookiee? <laughs> that Jabba Wookiee oh, or whatever? Not, Jabba, you don't watch any Star Wars. You no, what, Jabba what, what was that one? Oh, Jar, oh, Jar Jar Binks. Did no, you like I, the hated Jar Binks? <laughs> I hated Jar How did it go? Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. It sounded like a, yeah. It sounded like a spoof of a, of an Asian. Oh. Yes, yes, that, that's exactly right. Master Latour, oh! <laughs> oh, my God! We're done. We are done on this show. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. Three and a half. Hey, listen. Cobra Kai. I want you to watch. I'm not watch I w- it. Oh, Cobra Listen, Kai. I'll oh, the watch, new one. Yeah, I'll okay. watch Billions. If you watch the original Karate Kid, and then See, you can you, decide whether you'll watch Cobra Kai. See, if you watch Billions, you're gonna you'll become an alter ego of Bobby Axelrod. I, know I don't that. even know who that is. You'll trust me. Because it became me, too. You know, Frank's too much of a man to be watching Karate Kids. Right? I'm you know, so, I'll be on my deck. He would kick Karate Kids' butt. I'm so manly, I'm leaving here and going to get beer in one of those new Sheets beer caves. That's how manly I am. I'm more than 50% manly. Beer slushies. Did you hear about those? Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you hear about that? Harrisburg Beer and Cigar has them. Yeah. 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 Free plug for I talked, talked to Nick. He's not sure about it. Now they're getting hammered Sheets by is it. opening beer caves where you literally <laughs> walk in. <laughs> they pour vodka into the <laughs> into 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 slushy and, and they sell it by the, the cup. Then you go out into the car and you drink it. It's like a Slurpee I just with wonder, vodka. Uh, all, I have to say, all I have to say is <laughs> He's unfazed. two words, long overdue. What's the beer cave again? Beer cave is like a walk-in uh, refrigerated yeah. beer area where yeah. you can buy all your beer. It's like... It's like going into the holy grail of, of beer if you're I'm a beer over person. the whole everybody else grocery store selling no, what beer makes and the wine. difference? You could do that in any beer distributor. That wasn't necessary for me to have what grocery stores sell beer and wine. I don't, right. need, I don't need that in my life. No. Yeah. I was okay with the system the way it was set up. You got to answer that message, Parksy? No. I mean, sure. I mean, it's like the third We're time. We're doing a show. It's like but the third time yeah. your phone went off. Don't worry about no. us no. unless your basement is flooding. <laughs> it is. Hey, what are you doing for Memorial Day? Where are you going? Oh, home. What are you going to do? Tonight, you gonna cook out? Tonight, Saturday night, go over to the Giazas. Glenn will cook a nice pasta meal, drink some beer. Then Sunday, Monday, just going to hang out at the pool, hang out at our house. You have, a, you have your family. own pool? Yes. You have a pond? Yes. Pond be good for Frank. <laughs> yes. Pond be good for Frank. Can I come over to the pool? You can, oh, man. Frank can do the pond. Frank, that's, we, that's a Caddyshack reference here. We got a new... New Barzibo, Frank, uh, patterned after the Greystone one. Hey, by the way, Deer Golf Courses all across America, and I said this on Twitter earlier this week, can you please stop naming your restaurants the Caddyshack, Caddyshack. Pub? Yeah. I mean, we get it, dude. We get it. The You're movie, not creative. The, you know, the movie's almost 40 years old. Can you come up with a different name? Who's your favorite character in the movie? In Caddyshack? Caddyshack. Oh, Ted Knight. 
Rodney he Dangerfield. was. Judge Rodney Smales. Dangerfield. Judge Smales is the mm, best. Mm, mm, mm. It's, it's harder to do the Judge Smales character. Can you get, Parks, next show, we need some sound bites oh, I from those. Ted Knight. Sure. It's easy to grin mm-hmm. when the ship comes in. And World you needs ditch diggers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought he was the best. I thought he was absolutely he was better. the best. Rodney was pretty good, though. Oh, he was awesome. I loved Wang. Bill Murray was uninspired. I, I loved I, Wang. Wang was great. Chevy Chase was the worst. He was really? the worst. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. like him at all. I liked Thank Wang. Did you like the scene where the young kid, the, the uh, guy... <laughs> he just gets right over. Yeah. The kid, the, that's right. But it looks good on you. <laughs> that was the line. It was about this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. We're talking golf. <laughs> that's right. right. Um, about the uh, caddy that hooked up with the girl. Yeah. Oh, Lacey, Lacey, Under, Lacey Underalls. She was Irish, if you remember. That's her name, Lacey Underalls. Yeah. Underalls. Hey, guys, it's been great being with you today on Latour Live. Don't forget, we are available anytime on the iHeartRadio app, the WHP580.com podcast page, or subscribe to our show on iTunes. Of course, if you're listening to the show on WHP580 right now, the mothership, it's 2 o'clock on a Saturday. Real quick. we air every week. Yes, sir. Which movie was better? Which one are you going to pick, Caddyshack or Animal House? Oh, Animal House, without a doubt. Animal House is groundbreaking. There's no Caddyshack without Animal House. I agree. So I, I, lo- I loved Animal House. There you go. There Two you go. Two iconic movies that none of the kids now or the 20-year-olds even know anything about. Are you whining? Are you whining? Are you whining? No. All right. No, which one do you like better? I'm Animal House all the way. Why? Glory, glory, uh, that's all the time we have for today, ladies and gentlemen. Got to get our great time. Isn't the season over yet? Your season's over. But, <laughs> Why do we have to play this stupid songs, song? But the songs live Lives on. on. Hey, want to thank CO Coach John Dame for being on our show today. I want to thank Frank for being more manly than I am. And Kills you. Michael Parks, as always, you're the man on the big board. Thanks for everything. You're welcome, man. Hope everybody has a wonderful Memorial Day holiday. Don't forget why we celebrate Memorial Day, and we'll see you back here next week. Take care.